Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightfulwrestling.com. Fightful's third birthday. Well, yesterday was. We did the Slammiversary show. We did UFC 239. We got lots of stuff over there. Make sure you guys check it out. I would very much appreciate it. Uh, but I'll tell you who else I appreciate. Alex Pawlowski, who's been here since the beginning. Yes. Three since, years. Not, not on this show, but no, with the site. Day, since, since day one. Since pr- prior to day one. I was one of your first hires, if I remember that correctly. On the yes. strength on the strength of reviewing main event for another website. For cage side seats, yeah. yeah. You reviewed that and yeah. I thought it was entertaining. We're gonna get sentimental about fightful later on, but yeah. let's go ahead and talk raw. Now I had a story up today. It was a little bit different than the one that everybody is saying. Well, not everybody, some people are saying was uh similar. WWE I was told this week by a very well placed source. Correct, Alex? As as well-placed as you could get. <laughs> Possibly be, yes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're looking to target that 18 to 34 demographic, teens especially. Apparently, teens love questionable impregnation, Alex. Mm. Love it. Love it. No, the te- love, the- I mean, I guess teen mom is huge. Yeah, well, that's true. But uh, the teens did love it uh, 20 years ago. Uh, when Jerry Springer was hot. Uh, and then I guess it wasn't 20 years ago that Mari was doing the You Are the Father, but it's... Oh, that shit's still going on, man. Is it's it like still 75. going on? Oh, hell yeah, it is. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I have a friend who is a rapper locally, and he was on an episode of Jerry Springer, and <laughs> the title of the episode was, I'm fat, but you're fatter. It's over. <laughs> He's 130 pounds. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. Uh, Subscribe to our channel. If you want your uh, statements or your questions read on the air, leave us a super chat. I can't tell you how much those help. You guys went crazy for the SmackDown show uh, and for listening to you boys. So thank you all so much. It means a lot. Shane Haas says, you guys think they will ever rename the women's titles from the Raw and SmackDown uh, to the Universal and WWE Women's Championships? 
I could see that happening eventually, but I hope they don't. Yeah, no, I mean, anything's up in the air at this point. Like it, it, they've they've completely gotten rid of the the brand split, so you don't need two champions if they're all the top people are going to be on both shows anyway. So. Sure. I mean, that's possible. They might call them something different, you know, whatever. You might just see one of them become the equivalent of the Intercontinental Championship and the other one be like the top championship so that there's some delineation of who goes after it. Because if you only have four women competing on two shows, not great. Yeah. uh, This show I didn't think was hot at all. No. It was was such a – just a downswing from last week. Now, uh, I'm going to expand more on what I've heard backstage about all all the moving parts of WWE on Fightful Select's Backstage Report podcast. I release that every single week. But right now on Fightful Select, our premium service, a Q&A with Jimmy Van over, I think, three or four dozen questions. Go over there, subscribe. There's probably something you'll like at FightfulSelect.com. Aaron Jace fan says, what uh, well, we'll get in that later, but what if Nikki pins Bailey at Extreme Rules? Does Alexis still get the belt based on the rules that I understand? Yes, why wouldn't it? Alex, I guess, yeah, sure. Uh, because they like rules, uh, rules, rules, <laughs> yeah, they're rules. rules. They're, I'll tell you what they are though, they're extreme, yeah. And the thing is, they are completely completely made to be broken in WWE. In fact, they're not necessarily made to be broken, but they almost cease to exist. DJ the Kid says, I guess somebody told Vince what a cuck was. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get started. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defeated Zelina and Andrade. This was an elimination mixed tag match. Also known as... What?! Um, yeah, this, this this is a new low on the logic scale. This one, it, man, I hate to be the guy that's like, ah, I got pissed off by this, but this pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, the, the the idea that I mean, okay, there's a lot of a lot of stupid that goes into this, but the idea that okay, one of them the the one of them gets eliminated, so then it becomes a two on one match where one of the two by virtue of the rules being that women can't fight men is, isn't actually still part of the match, but is still expected to stand up on the ring apron as though they could tag in at any time, but they can't. So why are they still there? Like, honestly, if when Becky eliminated um, Zelina Vega, if both of them went to the back, or at least Becky got down off the ring apron, it wouldn't have bothered me nearly as much as it did watching Becky stand up on the ring apron like she's waiting for the hot tag. Like, it's not happening. I don't understand what's going on. This was so weird. I did like that they were starting this show with a match. Love that. Okay, this this show as a whole, this episode of Raw, was, compared to last week, was awful. Just awful. Yeah. Compared to what it's been for the, for several years, it's middle of the road. But compared to last week, it was just awful. The one saving grace and the why I thought, oh, good, we're going to get more of the same good stuff was because they started again with a match. And during the ring entrances, they had the people who had microphones tell you why this match is happening. 
as opposed to having the competitors in the match come out to the ring and talk for 20 minutes about why this match is happening. They just started with the match, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, it limits that overexposure. Zelina was so tiny next to Becky, and I was like, okay, well, maybe this will be like a Hangman Page, Jungle Boy situation where I see a completely different side offensively out of Becky, but I didn't. No, There was none of that. It was the same stuff, the same exploder, all that. Uh, Rollins and Andrade go at it and uh, end up outside. Zelina gets eliminated with the disarm her. Lacey is at ringside and attacks Becky. But there was no point of this. It was an excuse to get to a a commercial break. And that was insulting, Alex. Like, uh, Then when we come back, we see the dumbass Del Rio stomp spot, one of the fakest spots in wrestling. Uh Rollins is able to get his Falcon Arrow. Zelina gets involved, hits a hurricane run on Seth, but Becky beats her up. The interference allows Andrade to get the double knees, but Rollins wins with the stomp. This should have just been a mixed tag without the lame elimination gimmick. Or, but but because of this stupid rule yeah. that they can't that they they're not allowed to book wrestling yeah. matches during commercials. Yeah. Now, do I do I like match or matches to have commercials during them? No, I don't, but no. You don't have to book it like that, especially no. if it's the first freaking thing you see on the show. No, you, you, the, the thing is, is that you could easily have had less, you know, talky talky and more wrestle wrestle. That's that's what I that's as a rule. Those are the things I want. Less talky talky, more more fighty fighty. That's 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 me. Um, this whole thing again. If they had just said, okay, it's an elimination mixed tag match, I would have been like, what? But if Becky had eliminated Zelina and Zelina was forced to go to the back and maybe Becky was forced to go to, and then, oh my God, we get Andrade versus Seth one-on-one for like nine minutes. That'd be great. Let's do that. But instead, no, we got to have wacky shenanigans at ringside. Oh, Zelina, she's getting involved. What's going to happen? And then you know it's it's all muddied, and we don't actually get to watch good stuff because it, because the shenanigans is more important than you know, the, the grapplings. So there were more shenanigans. Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans attack after this match, and then later in the night we see Becky Lynch taking charge in a promo where they're interviewed by Corey Graves. There's really nothing to say about these promos no. except that they wanted they wanted you to know that Becky is the boss of this team. Yes. They're 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 they have like a flashing neon sign saying like Becky is the most important one. We're, we're not doing the thing where we make her just the girlfriend of the champ, which you know, thank God. Like I mean honestly, my, my worst fear was this they were gonna make her into Miss Elizabeth. Like, like, I'm very excited they're not doing that. But it does feel like they're overcorrecting a little. The other promo backstage with Baron and, and Lacey just talking to each other, like, basically they're being Boris and Natasha from the old Bullwinkle cartoon. They're just, we're just evil. We're not involved in a sexual relationship, but we are evil together. Man, woman, that's us evil people. It just, like, it's just so generic. Most of tonight was just generic. It was like somebody took scripts written for sitcoms from 30 years ago and let's plug in some wrestling vaguely around it. Hannah Moore, thank you for the super chat. One of our great mods. She says, this one's for you, Dave. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, Xanthius says, 
Can you maybe tell Jimmy to turn up his mic on listening to your boy? I can't tell Jimmy anything. Jimmy doesn't <laughs> listen to me. Derek Davis, thank you. He says, uh, my first super chat, but wanted to say happy belated birthday to Fightful. Always enjoy all you offer from show reviews to news to kicking my ass in fantasy football. Love it all. I still got to get my trophy, Alex. I won <laughs> the fantasy football Fightful Select League. It was miraculous. If 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 you get the trophy, it must be displayed prominently behind you, like Shane McMahon's best in the world. Crap. You got to do my intro every week. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alex. That's not that. good enough. Yeah. Herbin says, "Was Corey added to the Seth Becky segment because the two of them have about as much chemistry as Undertaker and Goldberg?" Hey. Uh, Wild Boy says, uh, "What title w- meant win would have meant more? Booker T over Triple H or Mark Henry over Cena? That's a good one." Uh, here's the thing. I think that Mark Henry should have been champion more than anything. Right. Uh, as far as his place and time, because Booker T did become champion. Mark Henry had become champion. But that Mark Henry was never hotter in pro wrestling than that point. Booker T had been hotter at points in his wrestling career. But they both should have won it. Right. Well, the, 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 th- the thing, yes, what you're saying about Mark Henry is true. I'll never get over the whole program being Triple H basically saying, black guys can't be champ, Booker, and then beating him. Not just beating him, but like hitting the pedigree and then waiting 45 seconds to cover him and and beating him that way. Like, that was just really ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, SRS plus me, dirty dancing spot before all out. Uh I'll, sh- I'll give you a fist bump. There we go. I-, I got sick because I shook too many hands last time, and I didn't have any sanitizer on hand. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll carry it around with me on like day two. I completely forgot, and I'm pretty sure because I didn't load up on vitamin C and hand sanitizer, I got sick. Every time I travel, every single time. Paul Heyman came out before – the commercial break, which was a nice cliffhanger. I thought like, okay, what the hell is he doing here? Because these days you don't really know what he's doing there. Maybe the Lesnar thing, maybe something different. Before we get into the Heyman thing, I want your take on uh, Lacey Evans form on that punch. She threw that did connect with Becky's jaw, but it was like the most awkward, like half bent at the waist, no follow through. Like it was just, and the fact that they kept talking it up over and over again, as the guy who actually watches real people fight and throw I, actual punches. I mean, I've literally, I've taught hundreds of women in particular how to throw punches. I taught women's kickboxing class for years. Never taught it like that. <laughs> just, Never taught it like just that. Wanted, I'll just, just say wanted that. to make sure because because all night they kept talking about what an amazing, devastating punch it was. Miss Emma, thank you for the super chat. Says Alex. Are you wearing a shirt with Chewbacca the Wookiee or some shades on? With some shades on, or is that a Sasquatch? No, no, that's that's Chewbacca. That's Chewbacca with his hair blowing in the wind and his, his aviator shades. Yeah. I don't know how else to put this because I don't like to use the term mark, but my cousin is a mark for your shirts. <laughs> I need I need to uh to, to get a fresh batch in. It's been it's been a, yeah. been a while. He he watches to see what shirt you're gonna wear. Heyman teases that Brock Lesnar could be at extreme rules. Yes, I mean, in a roundabout way, but I did appreciate that he's like, I'm telling you, he's going to be there. He's going to cash in on either Seth or Kofi. And I'm telling you it's a spoiler. And anytime I've said it's a spoiler, I've never lied. 
but I might be lying now. And I thought that was really good because he said, I might, either I'm telling you the truth or I'm saying this just to screw with second Kobe. <laughs> I love Which it. Which one is it? You don't know. You got to tune in to watch. That's good shit. Yeah, I enjoy that. Two out of three falls match, Alex, bringing 50-50 to a new level. Like I would say, anytime there's a two out of three falls match, drink, but I don't want people like getting liver problems and stuff if they're going to watch these shows. Yeah, man, this is just... Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's just really frustrating. Yep. It's... Like, you don't need to do this. And we can only talk about this so much, kind of like the wild card thing. We barely brought up the wild card lately because what's the point? Because it's, it's, not, it, it's not even a wild card. It's just pe- some people from Raw will be on SmackDown and some people from SmackDown will be on Raw. It's not like a nobody's inviting them. Nothing's happening that way. It's just, you know, whatever storylines we decide need to happen twice in a week, we're just going to do that. And you're going to take it. So there. So the thing is, like, when <laughs> this happens, somebody's getting 50 50 or it's just going to not make sense. Revival got the first pin on the Usos with the Shatter Machine. Dash gets posted, rolls through a body press from one of the Usos, and almost gets the pin. Watching the two teams work is art, but it is a mess to watch them try to fit these pins in to the timing that they have to do it. Yep. It's so frustrating. Elias walks out on the revival. Miz tags in, get the skull crushing finale and a pin. Uh, Usos go crazy with super kicks. And while they're doing it before the third fall, the bell rings to signify the third fall, Mm -hmm. which is very confusing. And the Usos win with an Uso splash. This is the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Every time they've done these stupid two out of three falls matches, we say between the first and second fall, all right, that was the first fall. We've got a reset for the second fall. So we're going to go to commercial. And they come back and they do the second fall. Um, apparently, there's no such reset between the second and third falls. Because poor Dawson was like still under, underneath Miz getting, getting the three count when, they were, when the Usos jumped in and started kicking him in the face. And and it was in mid super kick that they were like ding ding. I guess the third fall's starting because nobody toward pull, toward pull, excuse me told poor old Dawson that it was time to start the next match because he was just overwhelmed with super kicks and flying usos and poor guy got pinned back to back in like forty five seconds. And and that was that. Usos win. Miz wins. Revival walk or the Re- revival had their teammate walk out, so I guess it gives them a little bit of a reason to lose. Yeah. So you know, I'm okay with that. It's just, man, I hate the two out of three falls gimmick. Rey Mysterio is back and issues an open challenge. Before this, he said, "You know, I beat what the doctors said, and hey, he's back a lot quicker than I thought he would be too. So good for him." Yeah. No, I mean uh, the the idea that I only re- you know relinquish the title because I thought I was going to be out for a much longer period of time. Now I'm back, and I want to fight. I'm, I'm in good shape. Let's go. That's a, this is a great way to bring this guy back. At this point, before we saw the match, right now, after his little promo, I was like, good for you, Ray. I'm happy that you're back. I'm ready to see who your next feud's going to be. And then, 
Yeah. Um, but Bobby Lashley answers it, and I love that the announcers sell it like, like, what the hell is he doing here? How could he be here? Sure. Because they should after what happened last week. They put a lot of juice into that. Right. I mean, this is the thing is that Vince loves it when his guys are superhuman. You know what I mean? Like they take crazy beatings that nobody could be able to walk away from. Last week, I mean, just the idea, I'm trying to, like, it's so weird to think that it was just last week they had that amazing hot opening match, crash through the LED boards, everyone goes silent, they go up to that weird sideline camera thing looking down from a distance for like a minute and a half, really selling it, like, like all show long, these guys are really, really hurt. This is serious. You have heels and faces both wishing the heel and the face who got hurt. Good luck. You hope you guys are okay. Like it was a major deal. They were trying to sell this as like as real as possible. And then it was like Vince was like, nah, Bobby Lashley can take it. He's he's made out of iron. And so we get Bobby <laughs> Lashley back. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm okay with that, especially considering he won in pretty easy fashion. Mysterio hits a 619, but that lifting STO that Lashley did. That was great. That ruled, man. It was it was good. I mean, it was it, really good. Way better was, than the spear that he does where he, him and Moose flip through it. I don't like it. Um, I, I like that lifting STO. I thought that I thought that was cool. Um, I mean, I guess I'm, 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 I'm willing to see where they go with this Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman angle. Um, yeah, there's got to be something better that you can do with Rey Mysterio when you bring him back from injury than to just feed him to make a big guy look bigger. Like, oh, okay. Because, I mean, they, the, the, what you could have easily done was had Ricochet come out and say, you know what, you never lost this title. I'm putting it up against you right now. And then have AJ and, and the club come in and ruin that match. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a cool thing you could have done or whatever. And then what, what are you doing to build up Lashley and Strowman for Sunday? I mean, if Lashley's there, might as well use him. You can put over Lashley as maybe a little bit more indestructible than Strowman. Mysterio's bulletproof, man. He's. I, I mean, I suppose, but it's, I mean, I, what I'm saying is if, if you're just going to have Lashley beat a guy in two minutes, it doesn't have to be Rey Mysterio. I mean, that's. Yeah, I guess. That's but I mean, it is a big win. I, I hate that spear, though. Uh, Lashley throws Mysterio onto just a ton of refs. Yeah. <laughs> like just <laughs> gaggle of refs yes. are out there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, backstage street profits are there putting over Cesaro and, uh, extreme rules. Uh, I'll explain why they're putting over Cesaro shortly, but they say that, <laughs> Undertaker and Reigns are going to take holes and souls, Alex. Mm-hmm. Well. Yep. You know. Yep. yep. If things get a little bit extreme for you, Alex. Just, yes. And you want to take somebody's soul through their hole. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Our friends at Blue Chew can help. They'll get your penis real hard. That's what they'll do. They bring you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. So go to BlueChew.com. You can take them any day, anytime, day or night, uh, whether you've eaten, whether you haven't. Because they're chewable, they work a lot faster than the pill. So they'll be ready when you are. They're prescribed online. They come straight to your door, straight to your P.O. box, whatever the hell you, you do to pick up your mail. Discreet package. You don't have to go to the doctor and say, hey, man, I need some pills for my cock. 
You don't do that. Not with Blue Chew. Prescribed online. No more awkwardness. Besides listening to me pitch them. They're made in the USA. And since they prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy too. How cheap? How about free? Use that code FIGHTFUL over at BlueChew.com. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Man, you can't beat that deal. Get your penis real hard. You don't pay a lot of money for it. And then afterwards, hey, whether whether or not you order it, hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. That's their new handle, at Blue Chew. Just let them know that you heard about them from Fightful. We thank them so much for supporting our podcast. They have been our longest-running sponsor, our best sponsor. They let me do whatever it is that I want on this show. Uh, I can't say enough good things about them. So thank you to them. So last week, Cesaro beat the hell out of No Way Jose, and he did it again this week, Alex, (laughs) but this time within the confines of a match. Jose gets aggressive, gets dropped. Cesaro's swinging a sharpshooter. That's a wrap. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know who they're they're building Cesaro for, but I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes. I mean, it, it feels like they're building a monstrous type heel to then be beaten eventually uh by a good guy. I'm not sure where that's gonna go, but I'm I'm definitely here for it. I mean, No Way Jose is one of those guys that I feel like if he was if he was used more, like in the first hour of Raw, just have him conga line out and everyone kind of like likes seeing him like even if you don't watch him watch him wrestle just have him conga line out and it was like oh this is a lot of fun uh then when he gets his ass handed to him it might have more impact we're like oh but i like that guy like no way jose's like kind of a weird flex to have this guy be like hey cesaro i want to fight you like who's this dude it's kind of a weird thing that like you you remember he exists wwe when it serves your purposes, as opposed to actually keeping a character fresh in our memories for months at a time. Yeah. I like Cesaro getting this type of push. Yeah, me for too. It. I like it. Street Profits are again backstage. They're they're shilling the WWE Network. They're doing a, bu- a bunch of stuff. What did you think about what they did backstage? Okay. I don't know whose idea it was to give like a soft call up to the street profits. Probably whoever it was that called everybody up in December. Right. Probably. Um, But you give them like a soft call up. They're currently still the champions. They just became the champions in NXT. Um, They would be the second in a row of the tag champs in NXT to be called up while still having the belts. If they're actually called up right now. Um, but to call these guys up who are nothing but money when they do their own like self-produced promo stuff in NXT. If you're not familiar with it, you can find it on YouTube. It's they're amazing when they do it themselves. Now let's have them heavily written and produced shill for the pay-per-view, do a recap of the night and talk about like narrate what's going on. If this is the best you have for these guys who are nothing but money, really. Like, whoever's idea that it was, I want their head brought to me in a burlap sack. I will put it on a pike in the village square as a warning to all to never do this again. Stop ruining people from NXT when you call them up. These guys were money. And you have, I have people who were in the audience tonight who were saying, everyone around me was telling me they were annoying. Like, if you don't know who the Street Profits are, if you don't watch them in NXT, and this is the first, like, the first time you got eyeballs on them, 
How would you think, man, I want to see these guys do stuff? No, you wouldn't because these guys are just shills for the company right now. That's not who these guys should be. Come on. Matt Thomas, thank you for the super chat, says, any truth to Fox wanting Trump on the first on SmackDown or something like that? WWE denied it. So there you go. I had people often ask me about the Eminem report from earlier this year. All I can say about that is that immediately after that, uh, Eminem's management group was very mad. I don't think they understood that in wrestling, if that stuff leaks, it gets out. But I think they also realize if you just be quiet about it, it goes away within a day because something happens. But uh, I did hear from their – I don't know if it's his management. I heard from his rep we were supposed to have a phone call about the situation, and uh, that didn't happen. So uh, the agreement was there. I don't know if anything was signed or anything. I can't pretend that I know that anything was put pen to paper. Mike Canellis is backstage, apologizes to Maria, and she wants Mike to get her ice cream. Ice cream and pickles, Alex, because you know that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, Mike and Maria did the absolute best they could do with they really, this. They really, they really did. Um, listen, like, <laughs> if you like, there's, like, when we were kids and like there was like TGIF and one of the characters was pregnant, and there would always be like the episode where the guy had to run out in the middle of a blizzard and find a store that was open so he he could buy his pregnant wife ice cream and pickles. It was always ice cream and pickles. There was no other combination they ever did in these old, terrible sitcoms. And so that's the most recent thing in Vince's worm-eaten brain is like TGIF from 30 years ago. Women who are pregnant like ice cream and pickles. Let's do a whole segment based around that and whether or not Mike might have been cucked in some way. Like that's, that's, that's the extent of what we're doing on the number one wrestling show in the world. So for, there's a lot of talk about what WWE knew, what Maria knew, what Mike knew. Um, I believe I put this in last week's weekly. If not, it's going in this week's. Uh, they knew they being WWE knew that Mike and Maria were trying to have another child when the negotiations were going on and encouraged it. They were fine with it. Uh, Maria wants to stay on the road from what I understand which is very impressive. Um, so there, there's that, at least. I thought that these two did as good as they could. Uh, give them some better source material. My God. They'll, they'll knock it out of the park if you give them good source material. I think they're very strong characters. And Evolve video roles, Alex, how'd you feel about this? Well, you know, I mean, it's... I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that, that we can say assuredly, but it seems obvious that it's like, hey, let's try and steal the thunder from that AEW thing. Oh, yeah, we that's can. what they're doing. Come on, I mean, we know I mean, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So, I mean, it feels kind of hollow. I mean, you guys have had Evolve, like custody of Evolve forever and could have been doing this whenever you wanted. But am I glad it's going to be on the network? Yeah, because these guys deserve it. And I think it's kind of cool that the 10-year anniversary is going to be there, available to be watched. Um, it was it was interesting like they had all the like all these guys who were at Evolve and then now have gone to NXT and uh, and the main roster and stuff, and that's that's great too. Like it's a, it's a cool like idea. Like this is a little pipeline. The guys that you are watching on, on Evolve right now in five years, you might be watching them on Raw or SmackDown. That's that's the point. I like that. Yeah, 
I'm cool with that. I like that. It makes sense to build it like that. The Viking Raiders crush the jobbers. Eric goes through a German suplex, hits a gut wrench combo into a power bomb. Ivar does a flying splash, but pulls up old El Hijo del Jabroni. Then we get that that Eric uh, handicap slam where it's the power bomb, power slam. Mm-hmm. Sets up the Viking experience. I like this. I like watching a good harmless jobber crushing. Sure. Um I I I agree. It it does I don't know. It does you seem hate weird. Everything, I don't I don't I know. I I I thought this was great. I'm 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 waiting to see what they're going to do with the Viking Raiders. The fact that they called them up and then kept them off TV for a month doesn't while they could have been defending their NXT championship um doesn't make a lot of sense. Um they, they don't seem to be being positioned let's say as strong as heavy machinery is over on SmackDown. And makes me think that when you have the Usos and the Revival, that's a very top heavy uh, division on Raw. And I want Viking Raiders to be elevated to that level. You have those three guys. That's a a round robin tournament. The Revival, the Viking Raiders and the Usos that I would love to see. I want those guys, I want these guys to be at that level, not just somewhere in the middle treading water like you had AOP do for a long, long time. And then, whoops, one of them got injured, and now where are they? Like, I don't want that to happen to the Viking Raiders. Either way, I'm enjoying the Viking Raiders doing what they're doing. Yes. So their post-match gets a little bit interrupted because there's a 24-7 gimmick going around. Drake Maverick has brought his wife to Newark for their honeymoon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Bless Renee Michelle for becoming a recurring Raw character. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, she's, she's doing well. Drake has to run from the 24-7 pack, but he's looking to consummate the marriage. What was the stipulation she put on it? Uh, I, I guess that like if they if they get away from Newark and they go somewhere, I'd like it was like just like get out of here without I don't I don't even know. All I know is it was just like he, he was so excited about getting to have sex with his own wife. Uh, that 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 made me giggle, but um, yeah, the, the stipulation was confusing um, because it, it seemed to be entirely within his 
the realm of his control and yet he's not doing whatever it was that she wanted him to do backstage truth is looking for maverick with carmella he starts singing in a roundabout way jeff jarrett's theme yes this all he goes the opposite direction of the herd but this all spills out into the viking raiders match not a lot really happens there. Our truth comes face to face with the Viking Raiders. Nothing will come of it. But backstage, Drake is sitting on a crate, and our truth is in it. Mm-hmm. But our truth doesn't win the twenty four seven title. He gives chase, but we never saw a conclusion to this, did we? I don't think we did. I'm sure it'll be all over. You know, exclusive backstage video on Twitter or whatever. So the twenty four seven stuff, I thought this week very underwhelming. Yeah, I Not great I, stuff. I really liked the stuff that Maverick was doing over the long weekend with the honeymoon. His own little his own little uh, videos you can find on his Twitter were very very entertaining. Of like like there was one where every every time they were doing a, a selfie together, he'd always lift up the the title in front of uh, Renee Michelle's face. Uh, she got really really angry. I'm like, can we just do a picture that, like the the two of us, please? And so he said, okay, I agree. And the next shot of the video is them standing in front of the Jaws thing at Universal Studios with him holding the thing up again in front of her face from like way far away. It was really funny. I, I think these all the stuff they do outside of the confines of Raw or SmackDown, it's all just gold-plated gold. So <laughs> the 24-7 stuff is going to – like if they want it to stay hot, they're going to have to keep it interesting. Yes. And right. you can tease the consummation all you want, but it's right. still you still got to do some different stuff. I, and, I like what they're doing with Truth and, and Drake. As I said, there are other people who I think could make this really, really great. Heath Slater with a run with the belt oh, where, yeah. he, where he's – he and all of his nine kids are, like, fortifying their mobile home like it's home alone. Like – there's all kinds of crazy stuff they could do. It'd be a lot of fun. Do something different. Anthony A says, who should Becky feud with next? Alex, do you have an input? Um, somebody uh, on Raw who's not Lacey Evans. That's all I would have to say about that. Yeah, man. I don't need anybody coming from SmackDown to Raw, and I certainly don't need her to fight face Lacey Evans anytime again in 2019. That, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I would see the thing is, it doesn't matter what brand they're on because of this freaking right. wild card thing. I, so I, that, they asked me who I wanted. That's what I want. I want people to stay on their own brands at least for a few months. They haven't booked heel strong enough to seem like a threat to Becky Lynch. Yeah. And Charlotte ain't even on the show. I know. And you don't want to go there anyway. My God. Rob Wilkins says if you play well. At Ball Out, will you play for my Timberwolves? Yeah, on my birthday, August 30th. <laughs> we're doing the wrestling media basketball game. I'm sure that won't be a trash fire at all. <laughs> this is the Fightful Voices of Wrestling collaboration you guys have always wanted. Ricochet defeated Luke Gallows with the club. AJ's being a dick backstage about turning on uh, Ricochet last week. It's good to see the good brothers used. Ricochet comes out and says he'll just fight all three if he has to, and Styles seems happy to oblige, but tells Ricochet to slow down. The thing that I like about this is a lot of people early in his career told AJ to slow down. Yeah. So I think in him saying that, it adds an extra layer because 
a lot of people said that AJ wouldn't have longevity. Mm-hmm. Here he is in his 40s getting another big-ass deal from WWE. Yep. And now he's the guy telling people to slow down, and I love it. I love that yes. it comes full circle. Yeah, I, 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 I love that as well. Um, you and I know that, and I, I, I want them to be able to tell in, in, in a certain way the audience that doesn't know that. That the, the, that connection. I need Ricochet to like mention like you keep telling me to slow down. People told you to slow down when you were my age, and look where you are now. I want to be AJ Styles when I when I get to this point in your career. That's what I want. I want I want AJ Styles' career. So I'm not slowing down for nothing. Like at least you can have something there that allows that 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 full circle to be more well known by at least people that are trying to present this entire feud to. Yeah, I'm with you. Gallows lands a really good choke slam and a clothesline, but out of nowhere, Ricochet rolls up Gallows for the win. Uh-huh. Okay, well, the reason that happened was because you wanted to further Gallows being too cocky for his own good. That's consistent with the last few weeks, yep. for better or for worse. But the real reason is because you want to get 10 to 15 minutes out of Ricochet, but you don't want him to have a 10 to 15 minute match because you got to go through a commercial. That's right. Instead of clipping the entrances... Nope. Or maybe not doing that dumbass promo at the beginning. Yep. You got to do this. So we come back and Anderson's wrestling and Anderson has a much better match. Ricochet hits him with a springboard clothesline. Anderson slows it down, but hits him with a spine buster. The club distract and Ricochet takes both styles and gallows out with dies. I like that. It made him seem superhuman, Alex. Yep. And then he wins with the 630. Uh, I like that an awful lot before we talk about what happened after the match. What did you think? Um, uh, yeah, this this was this was good. Um, I I saw a lot of stuff in my timeline of like, oh, so that's why the Good Brothers resigned, so that they could be beaten pretty handily by a guy smaller than them. Like, no, this is listen, this is who they were always going to be. Um, they're they're the muscle for the bad guy who like the muscle for the bad guy always loses. That's just that's the way it works in action movies and everything. Um, I thought they looked great. In defeat, like you can look good before you then eventually lose the match. I thought both of them had had good points. Like you said, uh, Gallows was handily like throwing Ricochet all over the ring, and Ricochet got lucky with a crazy roll up. And then it was a more even match between Anderson and and uh, and Ricochet. But like the way Ricochet sells for people, like he made that spinebuster look like it murdered him. Like they they both came out looking okay. I mean, I'm. I'm excited to see that have the Good Brothers back, mostly because I hope it means we get another season of Southpaw, uh, <laughs> because those guys were the stars of that. Um, so yeah, let's let's see what ha- what, what goes on with this. Um, I'm definitely a fan of this this program. Well, Ricochet got his ass whipped real proper after this. I'm talking finishers everywhere, Alex. Yeah, magic killers, Styles clashes off the middle rope, phenomenal forearms. They beat the brakes off of this man. Yeah. Beat his ass. Uh, I'll, I'll address his super chat from Wildboy870. He says, when's the last time the Good Brothers had singles matches on TV? Har- uh, Anderson's was over a year ago. It was 13 months ago against Harper on uh, SmackDown. I'll try to remember the Gallows thing. But what would you think of this this beatdown, Alex? I mean, the beatdown was really good because Ricochet's so good at, at, at taking those those kind of things. Um, also, the, the Good Brothers, for you know, for better or for worse, they have some great double team moves. The Magic Killer always looks really, really solid. 
um, uh, you know, holding him up to get the, the phenomenal forearm. That's a great bully type thing to do to somebody. Um, this is this was all really good. I also loved um, AJ getting him up for for the for the Styles Clash off the top rope like last week, and just saying, you know what, screw it. This guy ain't worth it. Like, I thought that was also really good and very heelish. Like, when they decide we're going full heel with AJ Styles, like, he really sinks his teeth into it. I really like it a lot. How about this one for Gallo's last singles match? May 2017, on TV, rather, against Enzo Amore. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. That's last from the past we have a beat the clock match now before this bailey and nikki cross are doing interviews in separate rooms i don't know if alexa is still sidelined uh, or whatever but last week she was listed as being off of smackdown mm-hmm. uh, because of an illness i know that she's not a smackdown superstar but that doesn't matter right she had an illness uh speaking of as i reported last week naomi usos were on vacation and finn Balor's still in ireland Bailey says that Alexa is using Nikki, but Nikki is really grateful for Alexa and for good reason in storyline, Alex. I mean, I don't see in storyline why Bailey is poking her nose into this shit so much because Nikki literally couldn't get on TV. She said, I think I thought that people just forgot about me. They didn't like me. And while you can say that Nikki has, like been taken advantage advantage of a little bit. I'm like, not really that much. I mean, here and there, a lot of this stuff, Nick, Nikki volunteers herself up for. Right. I mean, um, yeah, a, a lot of it is, is as we've seen it, with, with the story they're telling is everyone using um, Alexa's history against her. You know, the stuff that she's done, well, she's pulled behind her back against you know, her best friend, Nia Jax, and she's also been caught saying disparaging things about Mickey James when they were, you know, teaming together, all this kind of stuff. So obviously that's what Alexa is doing to Nikki, right? And I mean, maybe that's, they're trying to like throw us off the scent or that's probably just what they're going to do. And Alexa's just using Nikki because that's the only story they know how to tell. But you know, I mean, I, I, I agree with your point. Like at this point, Bailey doesn't need to be involved in this, but I do love that it feels like they're telling the story of Bailey uh, still having a really bad taste in her mouth about the last feud she had with Alexa Bliss and just letting that give her a little extra edge. And like, I like, you know, the, the, the person that you hate just for whatever reason, even if you have to go back to like middle school or high school and you, the, the, the person in the middle who's friends with them, who you think, I mean, this person's not a bad person. I don't think they're a bad person, but the person that they're friends with, I hate. And so I have to like try and shake this other person and say, don't you see? Don't you see what a horrible person this person is? Like, that's a thing we can all relate to, I think. Even if you have to go back to when you were a kid to have felt that way. And I think that's what Bailey's doing because Bailey can't get past what that thing is. Like, honestly, I, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, oh, no. If if Nikki wins this beat the clock challenge, the stipulation she's going she's going to pick, like pull out an envelope that Alexa gave her to read, and it says <laughs> "Kendo stick on a pole match." Like I, I, I honestly thought they were going to do that, so I'm glad they didn't. 
Well, Bailey defeated Sarah Logan in four minutes, 32 seconds. Uh, Riot Squad hasn't been a thing for months, and neither is Sarah Logan. By the way, Liv Morgan's not on TV. Ruby is injured. The namesake of the goddamn faction. And she still comes out to that music. It has been three months, months. and they still don't have music for Sarah Logan. She's wrestled many, many matches on main event. She halfway started a gimmick. Yeah, well, the, the whole thing is completely. It's, she's basic. She's basically a Viking raider, like by marriage and also by you know ring gear. She's a Viking raider. She could easily come out to their theme. You can't tell me they don't have three dozen possible themes they could have just thrown out there, and then somebody in graphics design put up Sarah Logan on the on the Titantron. She comes out to the Riot Squad's music and the Riot Squad Titantron. And then Renee has the gall to say, well, Sarah Logan's done a lot of growing since she broke away from the Riot Squad. Really? How far away did she break from them if she's still using their music and Titantron, Renee? Come on, people. Just don't be stupid. Just don't be stupid. Logan does a nice pop-up headbutt after some back and forth. I love her. It's... I would call it a figure four toe hold, but she doesn't hold the toe, but she folds the leg over in a figure four and reaches and grabs the shin. Uh, Bailey lays in a clothesline per usual. It looks good. She wins with a knee and a sunset bomb at 432. I thought this was just fine for what it was. I I thought that Sarah really showed something in the first three minutes of that match. I thought it looked really good. Uh, Surprised it went along as long as it did. And it was made me say, Okay, now she's shown some stuff. Give her her own music and her own Titantron and let her wrestle on TV more. Yeah, I'm with that, man. So up next, Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke. And the reason I hate beat the clock matches is because it implies that the other person cannot win. Right. And they need to mention on commentary, people have outright lost these before. These aren't foregone conclusions. Yes. You gotta do that. Dana Brooke runs away, makes her way to the ring. Misses a swanton, but it looks great. It does look great. Nikki wins with the purge. I want to see more Dana Brooke on Raw. Sure. Really not a lot to bring up. She won with a minute, 50 seconds left. Nikki Cross says that Bailey needs to get in the ring and says that Bailey doesn't understand what real friendship means because Extreme Rules will be a two-on-one handicap match. This was not a great promo from Nikki. This no. was one of the worst ones. It sounds like somebody told her, Talk as slowly as you possibly can so yeah. they'll understand you. Yeah. And instead, I, I would assume that it maybe caused her to stumble a little bit. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it just it did feel like really way over rehearsed and, and, and it didn't feel like it was written in her voice at all. Like it just felt like it was just words somebody gave her and not like this is what Nikki would say. Um, and that she wasn't allowed to, can I, can I say it the way I would say it? No, you're not allowed to, you have to say the exact words on the page. Um, so she has memorized those and uh, no, no, say it slower. So then she had to do that. And so it was just kind of like she was in her head about it, which, which happens. But, you know, uh, honestly, at the time she was giving the promo, I was hoping she was going to go. Um, so now it's going to be a triple threat (laughs) and I'm in it too. And that would have been amazing because it would have been like the moment where we realized Nikki was playing everybody. Because now, Nikki, by virtue of winning this Beat the Clock Challenge, she gets to make the stipulation. 
like she she can also like say that the Alexa did it, but like at this moment she says, I'm doing it because I beat you. I beat you on SmackDown. I, I beat this in this beat the clock challenge. I'm in this match too. And then we allow it to be like, oh good, Nikki's thinking for herself. But this whole yeah. two on one thing, it just I feel like, oh, they're gonna have it's gonna be a two on one elimination handicap match so they can have a commercial break during extreme rules. Yeah, I want my baby faces to be smart. I don't want to cheer for a dumbass. That's not how it happens. Yeah. Well, Bailey slaps Nikki after Nikki says that Bailey needs to find a friend to slap some sense into her. Heavily, I don't want to say implied, uh-huh. but really hinting like, you know, that Sasha girl, that Sasha girl, you need you need a friend. Yep. Bailey hits the Bailey to belly. To backstage, we see Shane and Drew McIntyre kind of ridiculing a concession worker. And then a janitor with a limp trying to find a partner for Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. They offer the janitor $5,000, who I thought did a really good job in this role. Yeah. And was like, $5,000? I got a bad knee. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched The Rundown? The, the, the movie? Rock? Yes, I watched the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the little Scottish guy at the end. He's like, I got a dodgy <laughs> knee. Yeah. I yeah. can't do anything. And he's yeah. just saying stuff while The Rock shoots everybody. Yes, exactly. And cocks his gun in cool ways. Like, that's what he's supposed to do for Roman Reigns. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird thing. They're like, okay, ah, oh, hey, let's find the guy selling $15 beers who's five foot two. Ah, oh, let's find the garbage man. Hey, how couldn't I just found Nicholas? Yeah, I, exactly. Um, they, they let's find let's find the fifty uh, year old janitor with the bad knee, for whom five thousand dollars is a life changing sum of money, and and it did feel like when when Shane McMahon's like um, five thousand dollars. How about that? And the guy said, "I'd do anything for five thousand dollars." Shane's like, "Really? I I I crap five thousand dollars." Like it did feel kind of in a weird way that. Listen, these guys are heels. Good, be heels. But it was a weird way of like, man, you, you're poor. Here's $500. What are you going to do for that? You're going to have bum fights? It was a weird thing. Good. <laughs> I'm glad they're being heelish. But it was just a very odd way of being like, you know, five grand. Oh, my God. I'd sell my own children for $5,000. Well, the janitor comes out. He has music, but Sarah Logan doesn't yet. <laughs> Gary's got his own music, but what a rib! Oh man, what a rib! Gary the janitor limps out. He goes wild and obviously isn't a janitor, but there are quite a few botches here. Yes, Uh, maybe fella isn't used to wearing a mask. Well, they suggested that he wear a mask because hey, you're probably going to get recognized out there. And if you're going to do that, I at least like them making the sense of it and doing that. But sure, a Claymore hit, the guy is pinned. Reigns chases the heels off, and it was Cedric Alexander under the mask. This was a stupid-ass main event, with the stipulation being that if Undertaker interfered, he was out of Extreme Rules as the excuse to not have him interfere. So whatever. Right. This was a bad main event of Raw. Uh, Neat little reveal. Neat to have Cedric associated with Roman. Zero reaction. It's almost like he hasn't been on the show alex it's weird because he hasn't i honestly wanted roman to be like cool who are you because romans has no interaction with this guy i don't understand where where seth like where cedric decided hey i'm gonna be i'm hey gary come here come here let me let me borrow your jumpsuit which knee's the bad knee okay i'm gonna limp on that one um let me get the mask 
and Cedric does it all on his own. Like I don't understand where this where this. Is going well, to hopefully they explain that. I'm not optimistic. So be- between now and Extreme Rules, they're going to explain that. I I I don't think so. I I think somebody thought it was going to be a thing. Like like where as soon as he did the the Enzigiri and then the springboard, I was like, well, that's that's Cedric Alexander. That's great. Um, you would think one of the one of their announcers could have figured out it wasn't fifty year old janitor Gary with the bad knee. You would think the first and be like, well, Gary's pretty good at wrestling, huh? Like <laughs> you guys are morons. Stop being morons. Just you know, be as smart as the people who are watching your show. That was raw, guys. I'm gonna hit you with our podcast schedule. This past week covered uh, UFC 239. We covered Slammiversary. All that is up on the site. Fightful Select, our premium service. We had a Jimmy Van Q&A. Also on Fightful Select this week, Mr. Warren Hayes' 205 Live NXT UK review. Steven Jensen's Weekender podcast. Our AWA Super Clash 3 review is up. And the Fightful Backstage Report podcast will be up on Wednesday this week, I think. Uh, on the main site, Fightful.com. Post-Smackdown show. We're back live with Listen Your Boy, Wednesday, 6 p.m. I'm so happy. Then this Saturday, AEW's Fight for the Fallen. Alex will be joining me, or no, Alex won't be joining me on that one. Jeff and Warren will be joining me on that one. Sunday night is Extreme Rules, where Alex and LaToya Ferguson will be joining me. Can't wait for that. And we start it all back over. But uh, Alex, yesterday was our third birthday at Fightful. It was indeed. You've been here through the whole thing. You've been here through a number of roles. I hired Alex as as I mentioned off of uh, his main event recaps for Cage Side Seats. I thought they were funny as hell. And I mean, you guys have seen me write articles about like Jeff Jarrett's guitars and penis druids and stuff like that. Like I like that aspect of coverage too. I don't think it can all be serious. And uh Alex fit that very well, and when Rob left the podcast, uh, I brought Rob over from uh, my former employer, Wrestling Inc., and I I was like, you know what? I'll give Alex a try, and it was such a perfect fit, and he's been here almost every week for three years. Alex, I got you to write about a a man boxing a bear one time. (laughs) That was one of my first assignments. You can always say that you've covered boxing. Yeah, it's true. I have. (laughs) sometimes I would just send stuff to see who would accept it. (laughs) And there were times like with things like that, I'd have to be like, Hey Alex, I'm going to need this one. Yeah. Okay. Boss. (laughs) I would, I would argue that your most famous article is still Kelly Kelly getting approval from her now defunct marriage from beyond the grave from test. Yes. Yeah. She, she went on that Hollywood medium show and, uh, the guy, uh, the guy Googled her before she showed up. Oh, for sure. And that's just basically what he, he just, he's famous for just Googling celebrities. He's celebrity medium. So he, everyone who makes an appointment with him has a very rich Google history. He just Googles them and then like talks about dead people that they, that they knew. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're, we're three years into this thing. Jimmy Van hit me up, uh. I had started doing podcasting pretty early on. I worked for Bill Apter for free for a long time, and he hit me up. And as it turns out, Bill Apter had recommended me for this gig, and Fightful got launched. Me and Jimmy had a very similar vision. Uh, I didn't talk to Jimmy for the first six months face-to-face, so I was constantly fearful of my job. I'm like, wow, how committed is this guy? How committed is this guy? 
as I've learned in recent years, Jimmy is very committed to this and gives me a lot of room. Like there are no other outlets where Alex and I could just talk shit about NBA. And we get to do that, Alex, all the time. And Jimmy never says a thing about it. That's great. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's it's been a lot of fun. This is this is something that uh, that I never really saw myself doing, uh, and something I I can't imagine not doing now. So yeah. And now we're at the point to where our live numbers are so good that we got like Hannah and Jesse and Kyler and John and Stone Osborne and all these mods that we have. They got to kill the porn bots off. <laughs> it's like Skynet, man. It's insane. You, you know you've made it when you've got porn bots. I mean, that's what I'm going to say, you know. So we got Hannah Moore or Linda Hamilton of the, the chat over there just <laughs> shoving like needles of cleaner into to robot necks and stuff, <laughs> killing off these porn bots. It's insane. Like it's like, I, I appreciate everybody who helps us out so much. Like we've got Kristen Ashley who works for uh, bell to bells and she's done a lot of great stuff for us. We got people like Latoya Ferguson who will come on and help us uh, here and there. Can't wait for you all to hear about her book and a lot more stuff like that. But there are a lot of people that help fightful that you all don't necessarily know about. I know that I feud with Melissa on the show. The amount of work that she's put into this site is just unbelievable. Uh, the ladies that help us like in, in accounting that help us with sponsors and all that stuff is so crucial. Lindsay who helped put this site together is so important. Uh, I've had David Tease who has been on and off for like three years, just a workhorse Jeremy and Andrew who are going to be, they, they are my team with fightful. As long as I'm doing this and I can keep them, I've got them. I can't tell you how important that is. We've had guys like Brian Rose who worked, worked for us uh patrick fannin who worked for us kyler running our social media like the amount of work that we put into this is just immeasurable to the point to where i mentioned alex you you know what the schedule's like it's a tough schedule doing this it's brutal i'm taking my first back-to-back days off since my wedding wow and i said i'm really excited to see what wrestler takes a dump out of a moving vehicle on a freeway (laughs) that necessitates freaking new podcast thing is that's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, you've, had, you've had you've had some some days off or quote unquote days off. Yeah, you're like oh I'm I'll sleep in today, roll out of bed, check the feed. Holy crap! Yeah, and I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't rather do anything else, guys. You all mean so much to me, and I've explained this before, but we are still a relatively brand new site. You'll see people post things of like top 10, top 15 visited wrestling websites. And almost all of them have been around for over a decade, if not decades. So for us to even be mentioned with some of those, whether it be as a source, uh, as far as traffic goes, as far as entertainment goes, I can't tell you all how flattering that is. Uh, we, Our team has worked really, really, really hard to develop sources, to get interviews, to get entertaining content. Uh, you guys have noticed I've had some new faces on the podcast. Latoya is going to be back this weekend. Andrew and Jeremy have been on. Uh, Warren's been on. Jeff has been on and off. We've had Rob in and out. That's going to happen. We're going to have new people. We're going to uh, switch it up. We're going to give you all multiple viewpoints. <clears throat> Quite frankly, I don't want this to be a bunch of middle-aged white guys talking about wrestling. I want some Please. representation here. Absolutely. I totally at, agree. As far as age, ethnicity, gender, viewpoints. I want all that. I want to give you guys 
the the fairest coverage of pro wrestling that I can possibly give you guys. That's why I try my best to be transparent. If I get worked, I get worked. It's going to happen here and there. But the level of level of work that we've done and sources we've developed, man, do do I feel confident about Fightful? And do I feel confident about being Fightful with the, for the rest of my life? And uh, I, I can't tell you guys how much that means to me, even though Alex refuses to write for us. <laughs> what, what, what can we do to get you to write for us, Alex? I don't know. $5,000 would change my oh, life. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then after you hit publish, yeah. the byline's going to disintegrate and it's going to say <laughs> Cedric Alexander. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Alex, the, the master of the custodial arts, will not be writing for us, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, last week was a very special set of shows. I had Alex on Monday, had Andrew on Tuesday, and I know, hey, I know some of these voices aren't voices that you all are used to, but you'll get used to them. Uh, we've got guys like Andrew and Jeremy. They're, they're not just news aggregators, guys. They're going out, they're transcribing all this audio. They're going out and they're getting interviews with people. Uh, Andrew did a great interview with TJP last week. It was like 1,400 words, just amazing stuff. He did interviews at StarCast. He did a ton of, like, I think six or seven of them. Like, Nick Gage took a liking to this guy. We've got Jeremy, who showed up at the Crockett Cup and interviewed Medusa and got her very candid on a lot of stuff. Uh, if you guys aren't following them, uh, you should really do so. Over on the MMA side of things, we got Showdown Joe, who was nominated for MMA Journalist of the Year at one point. We've got Carlos Toro, who is among the hardest working people in media. He's about to relocate to Cleveland. I can't wait to see what comes uh, comes out of his career because he's done great things. But I wish that I could sit here and thank every single person who has helped us in and out. I mean... Matt Riddle and Shane Helms helped bring a lot of eyes to Fightful. And Vince Russo, whatever you think about him, helped bring a lot of eyes to Fightful. Deanna Perrazzo wrote for us at one point. Uh, we had Elias Theodoru and Frank Trigg and Sean Pearson, these UFC fighters, who uh, really gave us some legitimacy in that regard. And I know that MMA isn't our bread and butter, but every time there's a live show, we get we had a 1,000 comments on our live coverage of UFC 239. We're primarily a wrestling site, and I can't remember the last time that happened on the wrestling side of things. So it's been three years, man, and um, I'm so happy to be able to have people like Anna Bauer still associated with the site and doing stuff with her, to have Alex, to have David, to have Jeff still doing shows with us this weekend, and to have all of you, whether you were here before that or whether you're here now or at whatever point you joined, uh, thank you guys so much. It means a lot to me. Somebody says, don't forget Anna. I just mentioned Anna. The hell are you talking about? How much can we put her over? You all need to go subscribe to her Patreon. My God. But guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Thank you all so much. Uh, I was overly sentimental tonight, and I will continue to be because this is my life's work. This is also Jeremy and Andrew's life work. Carlos's, David's, Jimmy's, to an extent. He's got a lot of life works, but. Also, uh, Warren Hayes, it was his life's work. But it was. It was. It was. R.I.P. R.I.P. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.